How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Yes, sir. Still here. Inside the 1 o'clock hour, my last hour on the fan this morning. Your boy KM to 2 a.m. Little sports desk on the late night going through all the stories, all the conversations, all the topics. In this last hour, let's just hit the phones. I think I've laid out enough. I've said enough, but I want to get to you if you're on hold. I don't want anybody waiting for two hours and then not getting on the show. It happens, but it's not on me. We've got to break every, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Starting off in South Carolina, we've got uh, people from all over calling in tonight. Power of the internet, power of the Odyssey app. Lou is in South Carolina, first up on the fan. Go for it, Louie. Hi, Keith. Hey, hey uh, you know what? You belong in prime time as far as uh, radio is concerned. You know what? Uh, One not- day, I aspire I- to be uh, on earlier and not 1 a.m. <laughs> But well, anyways, uh, you do a really good job carrying a show, uh, just a one-man show. That's, yeah. uh, that's uh, not easy, I'm sure. No, it's not. You just got to be prepared and, uh, you know, have energy and uh, be able to talk to different people about different things. And I, I think I've, I've done a decent job at it. Uh, this is my first you do Very year. well. And uh, I recall early on, I, I think I heard you in your first uh, week or two, uh, just over a year ago, I believe. Yeah, and, and I started November 23rd of for, uh, 2021. Uh, um and i definitely, I definitely got better I, I wasn't i wasn't uh i was i was nervous i wasn't as seasoned i wasn't as prepared i didn't really know exactly what uh to do but um i learned and and i'm thankful for the year that i've had and uh people that gave me an opportunity to learn and be myself and bring my personality and my style to the table and, and here we are going into 2023 yeah and uh and early on that was all obvious and now i can i can tell that you're very bright and smart and sharp yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now, uh, about Yankee baseball, uh, during the holidays, uh, I, I missed out on a couple of items. Uh, did did the Yankees lose Benintendi? Yep, to the White Sox. Biggest deal the White Sox ever signed. I think five years, $75 million. Oh, well, okay. And uh, so, no, forget him then. Uh, now, what's... Uh, What's what's coming in? Uh, they got a pitcher. They signed a free agent pitcher. Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I'm just asking for some bullet points, if you yep. would. Carlos Rodon from San Francisco, six-year deal. They were able to get him down from, uh, you know, seven years, $200 million. That was rumored. I think he ended up signing for six years, uh, $162. Never mind the money. I'm just talking about, like, uh, is he like a power lefty? 
Oh, yeah. That's exactly what he is. He's a fastball okay, slider guy. He, he has a changeup and curveball that he wants to throw, but he's got a, a, a great fastball slider combination. Uh, go look up 2022 highlights from Carlos Rodon on YouTube, and, and you'll yeah. be ready for him to be in pinstripes. He's going to be awesome. Busy during the holidays. And now, uh, and uh, uh, one of the strangest things ever in my time as a Yankee fan, going back about almost 50 years, um, was this uh, Aaron Judge uh, strange uh, situation. And I heard it on the radio with your station, though, there at WFAN, that he was signing with the Giants. And then me and a, a few of my friends went nuts on uh, Internet and texting. And then, you know, very quickly it, it turned out to be not. And that, that was the weirdest yep. thing. Uh, John Heyman was have... responsible for that. John Heyman with a false alarm. Arson Judge, he spelled his name wrong. And uh, he got the wrong information. So uh, we all kind of felt what it felt no, like. I don't blame WFAN. I, I, I understand that uh, they got the... Uh, no, I, I mean, not just saying action. WFAN. We all got it. Like, we, everyone remembers that, like, awkward five minutes where we thought that that was a thing. <laughs> I remember saying, wait, that's how it ends? That's how judges uh, historic you know, like, shortly year Shortly after that, we all celebrated. Ends? Hey, it's, you know, hey, we got him. Cool. I knew it, though. That night I had a show, and I said, this swung... In the, in the Yankees' favor, because now that's going to wake the Yankees up. It woke Hal Steinbrenner up. Hal Steinbrenner's calling Aaron Judge from Italy, asking him point blank, do you want to be a Yankee? Yes, sir. Okay, well, here's the extra year. Here's the extra $40 million. It's done. Okay, thanks for the info, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for the call, Lou. I mean, I can kick this stuff to you, but all of this is also available on Google. If you ever need to catch up on anything, just hit that Google machine, type in Yankees offseason. It'll tell you. It'll tell you what the Yankees have done. You can go to MLB offseason or MLB free agent tracker. It'll get you up to date. It'll get you up to speed. But I don't mind filling you in. I don't mind telling you what else happened. The Yankees also re-signed Anthony Rizzo this offseason. They're also bringing back Tommy Canely little reunion there. And uh, wasn't there one more move that the Yankees made? Judge, Rodon, Rizzo, Canely. Oh, IKF for one year, $6 million. They need a left fielder. We know that. They, they didn't sign one. I think they're going to trade for one. We'll see. We'd like to see them trade Aaron Hicks out of here. We'd like to see them trade Josh Donaldson out of here. Some of us would like to see them trade Glaber Torres out of here. I don't expect all of that to happen. Maybe one of those things happen. We shall see. I said earlier today they were able to get something for Lucas Lickey, single-A player, double-A player, an infielder, and a right-handed pitcher. Um, But other than that, man, I'm cool with the Yankees right now. I'm not tripping off of what the Yankees did this offseason. They had to re-sign Judge. They did that. Uh, they had an opportunity to add another ace to the staff, so it wasn't just all on Garrett Cole. They did that. And they brought back some insurance for the bullpen and Tommy Canely. Uh, brought back Rizzo, who I think is, you know, if, if Judge is a captain, Rizzo is, is right under him as a leader on this team. And I think there's more to be done. And if you have watched Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman likes to make these little sneaky deals, little sneaky trades where you don't know they're coming. That's how Harrison Bader ended up on this team. No one saw that coming. And a lot of people said, oh, my God, Jordan Montgomery, you don't get rid of left-handed pitching. Well, they had a plan to go get Carlos Rodon. Who's a better option? If you can trade a Jordan Montgomery for a Harrison Bader, you do that, even if he's hurt. 
came up big in the postseason. We hope he's got more of that. The pinstripes are light for that guy. He's a New Yorker. It's nothing. Keeping it moving. Let's go to Tom in Manhasset. What's up, Tom? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> really enjoy your show. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling up. And congratulations on the year. Uh, sorry I got nothing on the Nets for you. <laughs> oh, no. We've moved on for, from that portion. Uh, I forced uh, that one. <laughs> well, I'm a Giants fan. I got Giants. Uh, I have a Giants uh, question for you, but I did see KD one time, not at a basketball court, but actually at, at uh, MetLife Stadium. Yeah, with Eli, line. he came through and uh, did like a little skit with Eli, right? Or maybe another time. I didn't see that. I saw he was actually. Uh, I've sideline seats on the visitor side, and he was a fan of the visiting team. I can't remember which. The team. Washington Commanders. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, probably. Yep. He's a big and, Commanders fan. And he was on the sideline just nonchalantly like throwing passes with the football. And there was a big buzz in the fans, among the fans on the sideline there because, you know, he's a, I'm not a big NBA guy, but it's hard not to know KD. I mean, he's Sure, a, he's nonchalantly looking like Groot on the sidelines. He's a big <laughs> stick figure. The guy's a seven-foot I am Groot. <laughs> he, looked, he looked fantastic. He really did. Anyway, <laughs> my, well, my question uh, is about the giant linebackers. Nobody really talks about them. Uh, I don't even know what's a linebacker anymore. Before I made this call, I looked at my roster uh, depth chart on the Giant app, and there's uh, Kayvon Smith. Yeah, go ahead. Go for Kayvon it. Thibodeau is listed as a rush, as is, which I think they mean edge, uh, same as O'Shane Zimenez. Uh, and uh, Aziz Ojolari, who I think thought played opposite Kayvon Thibodeau, is listed as a defensive end. So I'm confused. Yeah, they're, all, they're all edge rushers. They're all. I mean, they can play different techniques, but for the most part, they're all, they're outside their DNs. Well, what's the difference between an edge rusher and an outside linebacker, as we used to call them back in the day? It just depends on if it's a four three three four. What you know, whether they got their hands in the ground or whether they're standing up, whether they're rushing the passer or whether they're covering a you know a man or a zone. So it's not like the old days when you used to say you know you have a. Taylor and Banks, you go there outside linebacker. Yeah, it depends it's, on what there, they're doing. There's a few hybrids, like like Micah Parsons. He's a linebacker. He was a linebacker at Penn State, but they rush him like a DN. Honestly, he shouldn't be rushing as much. I mean, the kid can do it, but he's small to be going up against these six, seven, three hundred pounders. But yeah, it's like a hybrid position between these outside linebackers, DNs. Sometimes they stand up in coverage. A lot of times they're hands in the ground and rushing the passer. Did you have to say Micah Parsons? Yeah, yeah, because I'm a Cowboys fan. And he's You're my me. he's my first example. Cause he's, a guy, me. he's a guy that's a linebacker, but they they have him rush the edge. Well, thank God we got Kadarius Tony. Oh, geez, <laughs> could you imagine if that draft went a little differently? If if, if yeah, Dable and, and Shane were at the helm of that draft, there would have been a, a few different picks. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen. Thanks very much for taking my call, and I really enjoy listening to your show. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. So the, the Giants are rocking with a former Cowboy in Jalen Smith. When I saw Jalen Smith this past weekend, I was like, why are you wearing those red sleeves, bro? Like, why are you trying to attract more attention to yourself? Like, you're not that good to be wearing bright red sleeves. But he made some plays, and he hasn't been bad for the Giants. Landon Collins, you've seen more so, you know, walk down, down as a linebacker. Like, he's not a DB anymore, not a safety so much anymore. Um, he's a linebacker. I think I saw today, I'm looking it up, the Giants signed somebody uh, for linebacker depth. No, I'm not finding it, uh, but I'm looking for it. I mean, the Giants linebackers have been a problem. I think we talked to Micah McFadden, who's a rookie out of 
Indiana who was getting reps for them. It has not been a strong point for the Giants this year. Um, going from, uh, I think it was Blake Martinez. I'm trying to think who else was there last year. But, yeah, the the, the Giants linebackers are not much to write home about. That, that front, that D-line, Sexy Dexy, and Leonard Williams, and Aziz Ojolari, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, those are the guys. And you hope that, okay, here is here it is, I think. No, I haven't found it. Maybe maybe I read it wrong. I could have sworn that the Giants signed uh, a linebacker for depth today. And when I find it, I'll read it. But they need to get Xavier McKinney back. They need to get a Dory Jackson back. I think they're supposed to have him back this week with Julian Love and uh, Cordell Flott. That kid made a play. I knew I was just I was literally telling my wife as I was rewatching, they they had the Giants. Vikings game on NFL Network today. I was rewatching and I was like, I remember when they drafted that kid out of LSU. I was like, he's gonna be a player. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna figure out his way. Okay, here it is. So Dan Duggan wrote uh, earlier today at two oh four, the Giants signed linebacker Gerard Davis from the Lions practice squad to fill the Muse roster spot. A twenty seventeen first round draft pick, Davis appeared in three games this season for the Lions. So um, that is what I was thinking of that I read today. As far as giving them some linebacker depth, uh, let's see. Dable said O lineman Shane Lemieux will go on the IR. D lineman Leonard Williams with a neck. Outside linebacker Aziz Ojolari with an ankle. And cornerback Adoree Jackson with a knee were all limited participants in practice today. Xavier McKinney is getting there. Dable assumes McKinney will wear a club uh, when he returns, if he returns. And I think that. If he returns, it would be in the playoffs. I don't think it's it's not going to be this week, and I don't think it would be the last week of the season. Um, I think if that guy gets back, unfortunate situation, you want to have him ready for a playoff game. All right, keeping the line moving from Giants to Jets. We've got a whole line of Jets fans on hold. We're going to Vincent in Hampton, Connecticut first. What's up, Vince? What's going on, Keith? How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for calling up. All right, Keith. Don't want to blow, uh, make your head all big and blown up, but I have to agree with the guy from South Carolina. I did uh, hear you when you first came on, and I definitely think you're doing a really, really good job. You did sound a little, you know, I guess obviously nervous when you first come onto a job, but you've grown into it, and your analysis and breakdowns on football, basketball, and baseball, they're really good, and that's why I'm calling. I'm calling trying to get uh, a breakdown from you on Zach Wilson. I don't understand what I'm watching, Keith. Why is he so bad? I cannot, like, sometimes he looks like he has absolutely no idea what's going on. Like, they just threw him out there, and he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, it's not fun for him anymore. It's like this kid's got the weight of the world on his shoulders where he can't just go out there and play anymore. Like, football is a tough game to play when you lose the love of it. When it becomes so pressurized and you think you got to be perfect on every play, like it's been a rough year for him. But we got to go back. You know, this kid played at BYU, and his his year that he shot up the charts was the COVID year. Uh, I had a part of my show today where I said we're going into 2023. Every year we can get further away from 2020 and that warped year, the better. We made some decisions. We said some things. We did some things that we would not do now. And I do not think people would be hyping up this kid from BYU. <laughs> who played against Western Michigan and Coastal Carolina and Idaho, you know, some of these random schools out West, I don't think we would be hyping him uh, as much 
you know, if he actually played against some real competition in a real regular year and not a COVID year. And then, you know, the Jets reached for him because they didn't get Trevor Lawrence. But I don't know how you go from Trevor Lawrence, who was a number one elite 11 kid coming out of high school, and it was him and Justin Fields. Him and Justin Fields were the top two quarterbacks coming out of high school. Justin Fields, it made perfect sense, right? He goes on to Georgia. And Trevor Lawrence goes to Clemson. Those are SEC and ACC schools. That's where you're getting NFL talent from, not BYU. Uh, the last quarterback to come out of BYU before uh, Zach Wilson was um, was it Taysom Hill or, or Steve Young? I just I don't know. I think they made a bad pick. Uh, Steve Young. I mean, that's Steve Young. That's but... a long time ago, and Steve Young is a legend. Uh, way different right. than Zach right. Wilson. But right. he had to wait behind Joe Montana, right? They had a good guy for him to learn from. The Jets drafted this kid with no one for him to, like, watch, be a pro. It's so important when you come into the NFL. You can't come in with your college habits. You can't come in thinking you're the man because you're the number two pick and it's going to come easily for you. I don't think he was a right fit for the offensive coordinator, Matt um, Mike LaFleur. Because, like you said, you don't know what you're watching. I said, when, when Streveler came in, I'm like, how do they have a package of plays for this guy to be effective? And he doesn't even have close to the arm or skill set that Zach Wilson has. He's literally a, a, a rugby-like fullback playing quarterback for them. How is he able to put a drive together? How do they have a set of plays where he can complete 10 out of 15 passes, where he can get yards, but they can't run anything for Zach Wilson that Zach Wilson likes or feels comfortable running? The kid is lost. It's too much pressure. You know, fans threw his jersey on the field. I think he's done here, and that's okay. Like it, yeah. They got to move on, though. Really done, Keith, you, I mean, do you see is, – is, is it – I mean – It's just an incredible fans, mountain to climb, right? This kid's no, 23. That, but I'm, I'm saying, like, with the Jets, I mean, obviously they have scouting. They have people watching this. Are they that bad that this kid historically, really has no yeah. idea? Yeah, historically they have mismanaged their top-drafted quarterbacks and – uh, I think Salah is a defensive-minded coach. I think just the fact that they were so enamored with Zach Wilson when you could have taken Trey Lance, you could have taken Justin Fields. And I've been throwing Mac Jones out there, but like you even seen David's, Davis Mills uh, for the Texans was a better quarterback out of that draft class, and he came in late. Um, Zach Wilson at number two, you got to draft a guy that's a sure-shot bet. And he, and he had question marks around him coming out of college, so... Uh, they they didn't do right by him. They put a captaincy on that on that young man, and they knew he wasn't so you, a, he wasn't a leader of men. Do you think he's honestly that's it? He's done. You're not. You don't see a future for him no more. I think if he goes somewhere else, he could potentially learn and work, and we might see him a couple years down the road. But he's not that big of a guy. He has no, to really not. learn how to read defenses in the pocket. He's got to really learn how to distribute the ball. Pre-snap read, recognize what's in front of him, what they're trying to do to him, and then know his own playbook and know either to check the play or where to go uh, with the ball once the ball is snapped. He seems like he's in over his head, and too many times he's just like, oh, what, like, look surprised. Like, oh, what, yeah, that was a bad I, I throw that. or that was an yeah. off, off-target off throw. And it's like, that should that's on you. Yep, yep. All right. All right, well, I appreciate the breakdown, Keith. That's why I call, because I know you mentioned a few times that you have played yourself a little bit, and I like the way you break those down. But I, I really hope he gets another chance. I was saying maybe they should bring in, if it's possible, bring in Aaron Rodgers, because uh, I heard that was like his hero growing up, and maybe he could sit behind and learn from somebody like that, man. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. Thanks, Vincent. Thanks for the call. But, like, do you think Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers barely wants to teach his own young receivers how to play and run the right routes. Just last week, he was talking about Christian Watson. He's like, run the right routes if you want to score touchdowns. If you want to score touchdowns, run the right routes. The Packers had a slow start this year because they didn't have the right weapons for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers is trying to come here and mentor Zach Wilson. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is trying to come here. He's set up in Wisconsin. He's been the Packers quarterback. He's going to retire with the Packers. I I, I understand Jets fans love to dream. But I just don't see him saying, yeah, I want to go to New York and play for the Jets and, and leave my legacy behind here. Um, no, he just re-signed there. If he wanted to leave, he could have left. And he could have followed Nathaniel Hackett to Denver. And then maybe they don't do this whole Russell Wilson experiment. They're a laughing stock. What an embarrassment they are over there in the Mile High country. Terrible season. They're trying to get Sean Payton ASAP. All right, one more call before we break it down. Craig is in Lodi. Go for it, Craig. You're on the fan. Yo, what's going on, Keith? Longtime listener. Just happy to see uh happy to be on. Uh I heard just now that you don't think that Aaron Rodgers is coming to New York. I hundred percent agree. I think that would be a bad deal by the Jets front office to bring him over. Like what kind of contract are you looking to Sign that guy too, you know, two He's years. Got mega bucks. Like we're yeah. we're talking about not paying Jimmy Garoppolo or not paying Derek Carr. They're not paying Aaron Rodgers and he's not exactly. coming. Exactly. I agree. And then I don't think that, you know, if Mike White performs these last two games and sends brings the Mets to the brings the Jets to the promised land, I don't think there's a reason that he shouldn't be the starter come twenty twenty three, you know? I don't think that's a bad idea. The reason but, is that you 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 don't settle for Mike White. Yes, you bring him in the camp, you re-sign him, but you challenge him. You say, hey, we're this is going to be an open competition. We want to get the best out of you. We're going to bring in a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo. Beat him out. And if you want to be the starter, you'll come in ready and prepared, and you'll show us that you're the better option. you got to beat him out. We can't hand Mike White the keys to the franchise off of these last two games like there there could be better options out there and this team is clearly ready to win now I do agree I agree 100 percent. and then with that being said you know the Aaron Rodgers or the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation you, you people will say you bring that guy on and he's gonna he, he, the, the Jets are gonna be a 10 and, four, uh, 10 and 4 team a 10 and 5 team right now a 10 and 6 team with Aaron Rodgers behind the center but I mean with that receiving core, with losing Brees Hall was terrible. That was a that was the biggest. That was, him and 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 AVT. That was like terrible. terrible. Having Brees it, Hall saved Zach Wilson some of the embarrassment and spotlight. Right there's the that's another reason. I'm glad you brought that up so I can add this. Earlier in the year, when Zach was four and one, when you have the threat of a Brees Hall, the defense has to respect it. They cannot load the box. They cannot blitz the same. They have to respect the threat of your running back who's a, a home run hitter. They don't have that anymore. So now the the defense is just gearing up to confuse and to, to pressure Zach Wilson, and he can't handle it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the biggest – and then another thing, like you just said, Zach Wilson, a guy that's 23 years old. You know, I'm here on the phone with you, 22-year-old kid. This guy's, you know, a year older than me leading an NFL team on the field, you know? And he Barely was he was not he was not put in, in the right position to succeed. He was not prepared properly. They just they all of this was because of where they took him. You're captain. You're the starter. 
and that was reckless. That was uh, exactly definitely reckless. And I mean, and it just it just how the season's gone. It just goes to show that this guy can't have any accountability. Number one. Number two, he's not like how. how he's been the story of the Jets season. There? It's unfortunate, but he has been the story of the Jets season from the first preseason game where he went down. I agree. I and agree and and they wasted this year on this kid. And the phrase is, "Hey, if you don't know he's the guy by year two, he's probably not the guy." So that's why you hear reports that they want to move on from him. But then there's other reports that they don't want to give up on the kid. Well. I mean, they got to really spend some time and lock in with him this summer because last summer, what did he do? I think he went like home to Utah, had the guys yeah, come out there, Utah, and then you he hear he's banging his, his mom. mom's friends, and it's like, yeah. that. what that, What does that do to help the New York Jets? Yeah, it helps his pride, maybe. It definitely didn't help his Yeah, but like that's got nothing to do with football, bro. I think Tiki exactly. said that. Like, at the time, he's like, I guess this is cute or funny, but like we need to know if he's taking a step forward as the quarterback of this team because he didn't look good in his rookie season. I agree. All right. Well, now that we've touched on the Jets, I want to touch on the Mets a little bit. I don't want to take up too much time here. But, uh, you know, this whole Correa deal, at first, everyone's ecstatic, right? You get a guy that's going to make our infield top infield in the game. You know, that adds depth to third base. That adds depth to shortstop. You're going to see Francisco Lindor take days off now, which we never get to see, number one. Number two, you got guys like, Louis Louis G, Louis Guillermo on the side. You got Eduardo Escobar that could play third. Two guys right there that adds so much depth to our infield. Where you know it's a luxury. No, exactly. There's the luxury. No one's going to get hurt. You got guys that could take days off. Now the rotation starts to go around. Everyone's happy. But now as this is going on, we're hearing about these injuries. Everyone's getting nervous. Me especially. I'm getting nervous. Why do you want to dump? Three hundred million to this guy is just very reminiscent of the Mets of old. Bobby Bonilla creeping up, very scary. I don't know, trust me. I could be wrong, but definitely along those lines, when you're you're teetering teetering on the edge of a guy that's failed two physicals, and you want to give him three hundred million for twelve years. Yeah, they don't now, and I think that's what's holding it up. He was all for it, right? It's we're we're taking we're going from thirteen years. And $350 million from the San Francisco Giants. He fails that physical. The the Mets are able to sign him for now. Coming down again, 12 years, $315 million, fails that physical. Now the Mets are saying, wait, 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 wait. We don't want to give you that $300 million. Let's bring that number down. And he's trying not to budge from it. Of course, you know, Boris, they want big money. That what That's what the whole holdup is, right? They haven't been able to agree to different terms. Because if they agreed to the terms that were already there, this would be signed, sealed, delivered. But yep. we're in the okay. middle of the holidays. We're on the way to New Year's Eve. People aren't working. People are checked out. And maybe they're just tabling this for the new year. But I do believe that both sides want each other. I believe that he wants to be in New York. I believe the Mets don't want to disappoint their fans after announcing him. So I think a deal does get done. Thanks for the call, Craig. We got to take another break right here. Uh, This is probably my second to last break. I should have another one. And I'm on till 2. So that's it. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Uh, If you want to try and sneak in before 2 o'clock, call me up. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. Got the beats. Coming in and out of breaks. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is uh, probably my last 25 minutes or so. 
Hopefully you're enjoying the holiday in the holidays. Holidays spelled D-A-Z-E at the end. <laughs> you know how these days roll. It's just like, all right, man, we're just trying to get to New Year's Eve. We're just trying to get to the next holiday weekend. Some people are off. Some people are on vacation. Some people are working. It's just, you know, the finale of another year, 2022, a great year. Hopefully it was good for you. Hopefully you achieved something this year that you wanted to achieve. You learned something that you didn't know the year before. You saw something, went somewhere, saw something. 2023, Jordan year. Should be a great year. Jordan's the greatest of all time, so they say. Some people say I'm LeBron, but... <laughs> Jordan is the GOAT. 23 is going to be a big year. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it to just get warm again, for baseball to come back. Uh... For us to get back to the ballparks and, uh, you know, for the NBA playoffs to come and March Madness and all that good stuff. It's right around the corner. You know how it rolls. It's like we'll have the college football playoff, we'll have the national championship, and then we'll have the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Right after the Super Bowl ends, we shift our focus to pitchers and catchers and spring training starting. That starts up. And you get March Madness. And after March Madness, you get the NBA playoffs. You get opening day. And it's a great time. It's a sports equinox. You also get the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup finals, the NHL playoffs. And uh, we'll be covering it all here on the fan. Stick with us. It's going to be an interesting year. 2022 was. I think all of our hosts and producers, all of our talent and all of the guests and people that we have call in do a great job all day, all night. Uh, I would say that this was the biggest year for me as far as my fandom listening to the fan. I've always been a, a WFAN fan. I've always just been a sports talk radio fan. But um, being on the fan, you know, there's so many times someone will message me, oh, Carton was talking about you, oh, Gio made a joke about you, oh, Sal said this, and I'm just like, all right, now I got to listen to the fan all day. <laughs> Now I got to, you know, even if I'm busy, I'm like, with the Odyssey app, you can pause the radio and come back to where you were and skip through the commercials. That's excellent. That's that's 2022. That's the future, right? Being able to listen to the radio and saying, all right, I'm going to skip uh, Cars for Kids. I'm going to skip uh, Big Lose on Meds, too. I'm going to I'm gonna skip, you know, a um, couple of these ads and <laughs> get right to the conversation. So let's get right back to the conversation. Let's get back to your calls uh, I would give you the number. I would say call up, but, you know, we're not going to have that much time. I got three calls on hold. Let's get to them, see what you guys are talking about out there. Let's go to Dave in Brooklyn. What's up, Dave? You're on the fan. Hey, Pete. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Pete. Christmas. Thanks for calling. Yes. Uh, so, Keith, um, can you give us any uh, insider's info on what the Yankees are going to do, if anything, uh, with a left fielder? Yeah, I think Cashman's going to play and pretend like, yeah, Aaron Hicks, he rehabbed his knee. We're ready to go with what we have. And no way in hell can they do that. Um, I think they're, they're trying to work a trade. I don't know if it's going to be for Brian Reynolds. I think his price tag is going to be too high. I, I, I'm not really wild about the idea of Max Kepler. But I always think that there's somebody out there that we're not thinking of that Cashman is. I always think that there's somebody out there under the radar that uh, they can make a, a deal for it that we'll end up liking, that we'll end up accepting. And there's plenty of time for that. I think Cashman's going to make moves all the way through March. 
Um, I think Cashman is having a holly jolly Christmas. So is Hal and the rest of the Yankees organization. They're they're off. They're not making moves right now. They did what they had to do to to re-sign Judge and get Carlos Rodon and and Rizzo back and and Canely back. But uh, I, I don't expect to see a, a, a trade in the next couple of days. I think when we get a couple of days into the new year, maybe you hear some rumblings. But if not, the Yankees are fine waiting. And uh, I think they'll wait to look around spring training, not at what we have, but other camps, other teams, and then make a deal then. Keith, one more question. I'll hang up and listen on the phone, uh, on the radio. Um, just uh, do you know what happened with the ben, with the Benintendi thing? Did it just that were the Yankees not interested, or was he not interested, or do you know? You know. Yeah, I can only I can only speculate. Thanks for the call, Dave. But I I've said this. If you guys have been listening to me since the season ended, I was like. Yo, Matt Carpenter talked about returning, and I know he was hurt a lot earlier than Benintendi, but he spoke on, this will not be the end of me, this will not be the end of my time in pinstripes, and he spoke highly of his time in pinstripes. Did you hear Benintendi talk about like how great it was to be a Yankee, how great it was to play in Yankee Stadium in front of those fans, to wear the pinstripes for the first time? No, he's got too much Boston in his blood. I told y'all that from the jump. He did not want to be here. He won a championship with the Red Sox. When we went back to play the Red Sox, Jared Carabas and uh, Brock Holt, and uh, I don't know, like they put together this whole hashtag boo Benny, like this like joke that they were going to boo him when he came back to Fenway. I was like, this is corny. I just need this guy to hit. And he played one month for the Yankees. I never loved him. And I don't know how so many Yankees fans pretend like they loved him. Oh, Ben Intendi was a perfect fit. He was so great for us. It was a month, and it was a month where, like, they were coming out of their funk. Um, they were coming out of, you know, the dog days and slumping. Benintendi barely got going. Um, did he hit a home run for the Yankees? I think he might have hit one home run. I know he's not a power hitter, but I was like, what are you guys in love with? They moved him around the lineup. They never put him in one spot. He should have just been leading off. And uh, he never wanted to be here. And why do I say that? Because if he wanted to be here, he could have expressed that he was trying to come back from this hamate bone injury and help the team in the ALCS. We never heard any of that from him. You never heard any type of uh, compassion or any type of, uh, you know, feelings on what it felt like to be a Yankee. He's a, he's a Red Sox. And so what'd he do? He went to join the B team in Chicago, the White Sox. Good. Go over there. You're not winning anything over there, right? That's another thing about the Yankees. The Yankees are ready to win now. The Yankees are one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to come out of the American League. We know the Astros are there. So if you're trying to win a ring, if you're trying to win a World Series, you're trying to re-sign with the Yankees, not the White Sox. He was just trying to get his money elsewhere. He didn't want to be here. So, you know, I can only speculate what happened there. The Yankees weren't going to pay him what the White Sox were going to pay him. And also, this is Benintendi. Benintendi's not a perennial all-star. Benintendi's a good little player. He would have been a good fit for the, for the Yankees in left field. With his, uh, you know, his bat and and his defense, but no, they weren't going to overpay for him. They'll figure out left field. They will make a trade for an everyday left fielder, somebody we're not thinking of that will hopefully be a contact hitter, steal bases, bring us some speed. Maybe can lead off if DJ isn't solid, if DJ isn't ready to go. But you know, we're not privy to that information. We nobody saw Harrison Bader coming, and nobody's going to see this left fielder coming. And I'll be pissed. I know you will be, too, as a Yankees fan, if they try and tell us, oh, it's a combination of Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Cabrera. That's not good enough. 
And if that's what they do to start the season, then they better make a move by the trade deadline. They better bring somebody in at the trade deadline. Left field has been a a, a, a black hole for the Yankees the last few years. Go sign Guardy again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know people hate Gardner. They definitely don't want to see Guardy come back. My guy, Ross in Bergen County, back on the fan. Thanks for waiting, Ross. Yo, Keith, what's going on, man? Holding it down, bro. Thursday morning early. Yeah, I wish, you know, no Korean news, you know, just what are they calling it, radio silence? Tick, I mean, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, tick, we got tick. nothing going. I mean, you know, as far as the LB goes in general, not much. I mean, what, Kluber going to the Red Sox? I mean, that's really nothing. Avaldi going to Texas, I think he's pretty overrated. I think you know it's kind of like that uh, that uh, warning to the West tweet we were talking about a couple weeks ago when they had signed Degrom at the time. You know that Clover Clover win and uh, Mike Miner. It's kind of you know they put up a similar graphic today. The MLB did. They put up uh, Degrom, Evaldi, and I think it was John Gray or Martin Perez, one of them. You know they're they're trying to buy a buy a ring like you know Stevie Cohen's trying to. Only you know they're spending it like last year they spent it on two guys in general and they just packed it up for the rest of the offseason now that they're gonna get smacked by the astros they're gonna get smacked yeah. probably by the seattle yep by, by even the, Mariners. Maybe the angels who knows and even the angels yeah, not, so good, the good angels luck to them good. they got a brand new ballpark they got a bunch of brand new players i still don't think they're getting out of their division like they might I don't I, know. we'll I, see i mean they got that nutshot woodward out of there they finally got a winner in bochi so you never know maybe you know they need a new face in that locker room, uh, you know, patrolling everything. You know, Woodward, he, I don't even think he was doing anything out, uh, out there other than uh, complaining about pimp, pimping homers and uh, how high and far the walls were. That's <laughs> all he did. All he did was whine and complain for three years. Yeah, we'll see if it comes together. I just wouldn't bet any money on it. I think there's a, a lot of competitive teams that we, we consistently see, and, that, like, they're there for the same reasons every year. Like, they just – they keep winning. The same players keep winning. The same teams are in it every year. The Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, the Yankees. Now yeah, you get all the Mets into that, into that equation. Um, you know, even the Mariners ended their drought, and I expect to see them back. So we'll see how it goes. kind of on the rise. The Rangers making moves doesn't. I don't think it comes together this year. I think it might come together in a year or two. Yeah, definitely. Want to talk some football actually with these Jets, man? You know. Things kind of start, like, start starting to come back to form a little. You know, the Nets looking like the Nets they brought in. They tried to bring in a couple of years ago with that 7-11. Devils starting to cool off a little. These Jets, man, they're really, at this point, I'm pretty sure everyone's assuming the Giants are going to beat the If they don't beat the Colts, man, they don't even deserve the, the playoff spot. I mean, just forfeit at that point. Don't even bother flying out west. So they should have the Colts locked down. These Jets, man, I don't, I don't know what to think of them. You know, I hear people calling in throughout the day talking about how you know, benching Zach Wilson, that's it. They're officially pulling the plug on his confidence. Why not? I mean, you you pulled the plug on Sam Darnold after year three, and you had no vision of, of contention in sight then. Why should Wilson get a third yeah, year? Yeah, and it's, it's not about him. To? It's like it's about the, the whole that's team. There's saying. a lot of guys that bust their ass and worked all year. Like, the, like it's about the team. Zach Wilson is a spoiled baby. Going. Zach Wilson looked at the media and, and and scoffed at them and said, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's like, Zach, yes, we do. You suck. Like, it's not hard to see that you're not good. Some other quarterbacks yeah. can disguise it better. Like, they can actually I, compete com, compete and, and and play. Like, they can actually, like, blend in. Like, you you are the reason. You go three and out a lot. I had seen uh, the, the morning show put out a graphic. They put out four stats. I think it was win-loss record, passer rating, Passing yards and uh, 
yards per attempt, I think it was. Uh, I might be wrong on one of those. But they were comparing those four of Wilson to Jamarcus Russell. We obviously know the story of Jamarcus Russell. And I swear to God, you look at all four of the numbers they put They're side by side. They're almost identical. It's it's the same type almost of thing. They were, they were all within one of each other. Almost identical. And and I had tried to not call the kid a B-U-S-T, but all signs of his first two years point to him being a, a bust. So. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at some of the targets he's got now. You know, the whole uh, thing with Daniel Jones is people saying, oh, you know, he's looking a lot better despite having the targets. You know, we're throwing Isaiah Hodgins. As good as he looks, he's looked for the past couple of weeks. He's by no means is he a wide receiver one. And you look at the guys, Wilson's guy, he's got Garrett Wilson. And you look at the three Wilsons in the league right now, Zach, Russ, and Garrett. But, you know, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to say Garrett Wilson would be the best guy to have under center. <laughs> I mean that's how that's how dog crap the other two are. <laughs> yeah. you, you got Garrett Wilson, you got you know Elijah Moore. You know when he's got Mike White out there, he's looking like you know the guy they they had taken in the draft two two or three years prior. It was you know he's out there requesting trades when he's got Wilson thrown to him. Same with uh, Mims. I mean just the locker room feel, you know, just the, the, the on field production speaks for itself. The the vibes in the locker room, you know, with Mike White, yeah, everyone's saying you know. You never see them wearing uh, shirts with Zach Wilson's face on them. When Mike White starting, you see the Mike F. and White shirts all through the, all through the town. And so. that's not cool. And I've had a couple shows where I said Rob Sala does not have control of this locker room. These guys wear right, shirts for the backup. They show up on Thursday night football dressed as the Grinch and the Bunny from the Christmas movie. These guys aren't locked in. These guys the got embarrassed. Party out there. That's not helping. Yeah, it went from a Christmas party to a funeral. Indeed it did. Thanks for the call, Ross. Let's take this last break. When I come back, I'll take my last two calls. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming back to close in a couple minutes. Well, folks, sorry, but the party's over. <laughs> now the party will continue. This is the radio. This is WFAN. It's on 24 hours. It's oh, but always a party. Like there's always something coming up. And I'm tired, man. I'm shot out. This uh, holidays. I'm going home and I'm going straight to bed. Cam to 2 a.m. Late night sports talk. I think I got one more call left before this back time hits and that classic music plays and I gotta run home. So uh, let's go to Ian in Kenilworth, New Jersey, on the fan. Ian, you're the last call I got tonight, go for it. Keith, I'm closing out the show with you, man. My man, Pots and Pants. Good to talk to you. How you yes, doing? sir. Yes, sir. Good, man. So, a bunch of your callers all touching my points, kind of all stole my thunder. But I was going to go on about the Jets. But your your analysis about uh, Zach is exactly on. I mean, you know, you played you played ball. You, you played the quarterback. I mean, I played ball a little bit of ball. But I played receiver. But, I mean, this he don't set his feet. He don't. He, it, it's done Completely for him. Lost. He, it starts at the top, bro. Yeah. He's mentally not into it. Yeah, he he is not. He don't even it understand can't, a little it, bit. And it, I and it, I get it too. Like I'm I'm a real you know a Jeff fan in the sense that like I you know I 31 years I I've been a Jeff fan 31 years I understand we always blow it in the big spot you know we think Mike White's coming in we're going to Seattle you don't think Geno Smith wants to beat. The Jets, you know, you want yeah. to stick it to them. And their fans not, want to win, know. and they're not going to lay down on their home. That's one of the toughest right. places to play. Like, And listen, if they pull it out, they pull it out. That's fine. But And, you know, Waddle and Tyreek, okay, maybe our, our corners can stick against them. But 
Are we beating Miami in Miami? No, man. As far as I'm concerned, maybe football season's without two. Football season's over. Football season's over. I'm ready for the Mets. <laughs> I am all ready for the Mets, and I know you're a diehard Yankee fan. And we can talk smack all day about who's got the better rotation, who's got this, that, and the other. But but yeah, let's get to baseball. Even, what a, what an off season. Yeah, exactly, let's fast exactly, forward. Exactly. Even listen. Even with the even with the Mets, you know the Correa deal, whatever's going on. You know he's not. He's going to be a Mets. He, you know, the Giants turned him away. The Twins didn't want to give him the contract. This, that, and the other. Or he opted out, I should say. But the Astros didn't want to give him a contract. Like, there's something to be said there. But he's going to be a Met. Now, whether there's contract in the uh, – there's words and there's uh, language in the contract. There's whatever. But he's going to be the Met because Stevie will not let that bat go. He's no, like, no, because you know, that would be Metsy for that to happen. Like, for this thing to fall through and it it not happen, yeah. that would be Metsy to to sell tickets yeah. on the night yeah, that that course. got and announced. It, you know, that that wouldn't be a good look. So exactly. I think it, I think it, it, it could happens. be it could be same old Jets, but it is no longer same old Mets. <laughs> right? Not it, with, it's uh, a new day. Not with the, the Wilpons gone. It is no longer same old Mets. Anyway, Keith, I know you're up against it. It's good to talk to you, man. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll call in when I can. Good to talk to you. Have a good night, man. Thanks for the call. I'm looking at ESPN right now. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. The final score was 55-53 Arkansas after three overtimes. Completely missed that. Was not checking for that game at all. But I think I'll probably catch the highlights. You know, college overtime, three overtimes, probably pretty good highlights. Probably starts at the first overtime, so. If you're looking for something, I don't know, you're looking to see some football, uh, I completely missed that tonight. But I got it in my show before the end of the night. Daniel McCartan is in the building coming up next. Stay tuned. Call up her show. Listen to her show as we proceed. Getting you through the holidays, holiday season to the next holiday weekend. Keith McPherson on the fan. That's all the time I've got. Thanks for rocking with me. Thanks for calling up, sending your tweets. And uh, all the compliments. You guys are so nice. Took me a while. In the beginning, people were so mean. <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm actually not doing, or, well, I'll be back later today. I'm actually not doing Thursday Night Live. I'll be on the late night again. So connect with you guys in, uh, I don't know, 20 hours or so. Be good. I'll holler at you. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.